0: 2023 K-drama Move to Heaven has a title that ages really well in the K-drama world because as of current day, as of today, October the 2nd, it has to move to heaven permanently because it has been bumped out of its number one spot. Thank you to all the new and longtime listeners of Iraq Serang. I have been producing this podcast for a year now. The time has absolutely flown. I absolutely appreciate having your listenership and I want to hear from you you if you are a Spotify listener please don't leave this episode behind before you take either a question or a poll that will be included with this episode the drama that has bumped our dear move to heaven out of its number 1 positioning on MD L is the 2023 drama MUPING or MOVING. I don't know why all the good dramas coming out of Hankuka have MOVE in the title. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Any listeners that are in the industry and uh, would like to know how to uh what to do to get their drama in a top spot. I think we've solved the mystery here at Iraq Sedang. I will take my check in dollars, please. This drama has the following tags: Action, Drama, Fantasy, Investigation, Mystery, and Supernatural. There are quite a few leads in this drama, and I'll just go down the list. We have Ru Sing-Rong. We have Han Yo-Chu. We have Cho In-Sung. We have Cha tae We have Ru Sing-Bom. And we have Kim Sung-Kyun. These leads are just a handful. I suppose I could go further down the list, and I will so that we can include the folks who appeared in the first episode. So continuing on with the next five main leads. That's a lot of main leads. Kim Hee-won, Moon Song kyun Lee tung ha Go Yung Jung, and Kim To Hoon. That is a lot of leads to keep up with, but thankfully this is my first impression of the first episode, so we will only deal with a handful of those. So our first scene begins with one of our Yes, there are a lot of leads in this drama, but our main main lead, I guess, if I can say that. I mean, like the first person we set our eyes on is more than likely the actual lead. But we're gonna, we're going to move on. His name is Kim Bong Suk. So. He is elevated over the world. Think about the world map and think about the globe rather. He is elevated above this globe, the literal globe. He's suspended in the air. It seems like he's an astronaut, except he can't be because he doesn't have a suit on, but he's breathing, but again, I am willing to hang my logic on a hook. Just give me a good hook to hang it on. So, you know, obviously this is where the supernatural part of this tag is coming from. He can apparently breathe where there's no oxygen, but he is in space hovering above the literal globe Earth. And he is absolutely startled that he's up this high. His breathing is rapid. It's booyah, you know, I cannot believe, you know, what the hell is going on to me, right? Now, he is falling. He fell through layers of the atmosphere until he got to the layer of the clouds. Now, he's in the clouds and he is... Bungzaki is hearing a voice, and he thinks it's Hananim, which he actually asks at one point. He does not get an answer. Instead, he continues to fall toward the earth, and not in just any random spot, but he falls until he is back in his bed, which obviously meant it was a dream, but it made my heart do a little something. I, I, I really enjoy it when a movie makes me, or a drama, it doesn't matter, a movie or a drama, makes me feel something, you know, whether it's a, a really good jump scare or it's startling or my favorite genre, romance, you know, the flutters. Everybody loves the swoon, I think. But in this instance it's startling. You know that feeling of being on a roller coaster and you're going down the incline? I felt that while he was falling to his bed. So Rogers did a good good job of making me feel that moment. Bong Soki is in bed. It's the morning. And we see that he is strapped into his bed. He is underneath the blanket, but he's not in it like you are curled up in your covers. His covers are uh, secured in place by, you know, hooks and contraptions that disallow his easy uh, escape. He's laying in bed. His mom is cooking. She's cooking food and he's. it's such a routine for him that he's able to know by sound what she's cooking, what she's, you know, Cutting. Now she's cutting tofu, you know. Now she's stirring a pot of pulogi. You know, he's being aroused out of his nightmare and being coaxed toward the kitchen so that he can have breakfast. Today is his first day of school. His mother is a restaurant owner and she is absolutely going to make sure that he has a nourishing meal before he goes to school on his first day back to school he is in high school or middle school I think it might be called in Korea I could be wrong about that though anyway he is in he's a high school student for our enters um and his mother is loading his backpack down with weights and as he moves through his day, it becomes a lot more obvious why he needs to have weights strapped to him. At first view, uh, Bong Soki is not, uh, let's say, a shiny male lead in high school. Think about Love Signal. He looks nothing like him. I mean, wow. He is probably more the way that an actual high schooler in Hanguk looks. <laughs> very um what am i gonna say y'all i'm gonna be nice because i like bong sucky there's nothing wrong with him i want to he's to be protected clearly um but you know you're just not checking for bong sucky because you can tell that i can tell you know because this you, you heard me read off the tags there's absolutely not a single romance tag on this but you know My BL slash romance mind always applies a certain pizzazz to anything that I watch. And the only thing that I could think of, the the overwhelming, resounding thought in my mind as I watched Bong Soki move through his day was, wow, the glow up is going to be so real. You know, in, in the time jump or what have you, even if they don't replace him by somebody that is just... You know, drop dead, even if they took off the fat suit that he may or may not be wearing. I'm not saying that he's wearing that. But, you know, if this was a romance drama, the first scene would be him as the ugly duckling in high school. We know how K dramas work. By the second or third episode, or maybe even halfway through, he would glow up so hard that you wouldn't be able to accept the glow up I- at first. I don't know if this is gonna happen it's only the first episode but you know I'm looking at him through BL colored glasses and I'm watching the glow up in front of me even though it's not happening so he has to ride the bus on the way to school and this is not the heirs level of high schoolers also there is no prestige I don't see no glitz and no glamour and it isn't a flaw of this drama but thus far the families, or let's say the students connected to their families that go to this high school, they are struggle, baby. They they live off the alleys in Hankook. Ain't gonna be no um, uh, there ain't no villas over here. There are no high rise penthouses. These families have to work for every cent that goes into their lives. So he's riding the bus and he sees this girl who's obviously a high school student because she has on a uniform It's a medium though on her. It's a medium because it's too little, but she doesn't want to. um, She does not this female, one of the female, one of 10,000 leads in this. Her name is. Don Kisu. She does not want to burden her father. He's obviously a single parent with her, and she he just opened up a chicken joint, and she knows the struggle is real, so she don't even want to bother him for a new uniform. She's still wearing her medium uniform from freshman year at her old school, and he's like, you need to respect your teachers or something because you can't just be rolling in there. You got this little bitty ass outfit on anyway. But it doesn't even belong to that school. You just high handed You just disrespectful. And she like, it's cool. You good. I'm good. So she runs off and he's like, white teen, you know, he he loves his child. She is the apple of his eye and the reason for everything that he does. Uh these parents do have hearts of gold. Our um Bong So-ki's mom is um Believe it or not, his mom is E Mi excuse me, his E Mi hyun is her name in the show, but her her, her government name is Han Yo Chu. And we remember her from Happiness and W. Oh my gosh, seriously, that is classic. That'll get you your OG stripes immediately. Like if you're new to dramas and um somehow you haven't seen W, um Watch that one, and you will be. Uh, sometimes I refer to us drama watchers as being in our career booth phase, um, or becoming old and be- being O G status. You have to pass through, you know, the career booth stage. And in that stage, which you might be in if you're new to this, uh, W should be on your next. Should be your next watch, or you should jam that in between whatever you're watching now, because E Jung Oh my gosh. That uh that is my favorite drama of his. That that's my favorite thus far. So, yeah, I I would highly recommend that, but can you believe that Han Hyo-joo is playing a mother in this? Yes. She is uh Bong-seok's mom. And I have got to say that they toned her all the way down. They toned it down. She doesn't have any makeup on and the makeup she has on really helps her to look 49 with a 17-year-old. You know, they did a good job with this. She looks like a humble, bedraggled, single mother taking care of her, you know, ugly duckling son. He's not ugly, but you know what I'm talking about. The, the K-trauma male character who is cute as a button and has a heart of gold. But when he glows up, it's just gonna blind you. She's the mother to him. and you have to take a, a double take at her sometimes because it's like, wow, I can't even believe this is the same person. and she she her, her her style aesthetic seems to be very minimalist but refreshing. so even when she's in her, let's say more contemporary styled roles, she's still not you know, giving us, you know, Korea Fashion Week or anything like that. But she definitely does not look like she is 49 and a half with a grown son. She just does not have that look. So I I commend her for doing this. She's definitely not an actress who is past her prime, in my opinion. She's not past her prime to the point that she's got to be the mom, you know. And I think that for some of these actors and actresses that are romance actors and actresses who kind of get on screen and don't want to deliver because they're married in real life, I think they're better served if they just kind of go behind the camera, you know, direct the love, show, you know, direct the people that are ready to deliver until you get old and then come back in front of the camera where you can be um, a, the mother or the father. Because nobody's checking for y'all to do any romance. That way you can get away with not delivering. It's kind of annoying. But anyway. Circling back to our high school female lead. uh, Hisu. Hisu is being watched by Bong Sookie. She is running to school. All the way. And at first it looked like she was just. You know. Loved running or something. But when Bang So-Ki gets off of the bus, he realizes that she's running after a bus she lost miles ago. She's Most people run after the bus and it's like, you know what? If I'm in range of actually catching it, she runs after this bus until it gets to a specific bus stop and then she gets on it. When she gets on it, he is on her heel because he got off his bus to get on the next bus which happened to be his the bus he was on happened to be piggybacking the bus that she was running to try to catch and she hops on there and she doesn't even have bus fare yeah this is how struggle it is and it's not so much that her father can't give her bus fare it's that her she is proud and she does not want to burden her father and so she ain't got no damn bus fare so bon Saki gives it to her and the bus driver's like hey I see how, I see what you just did yeah and I'm thinking to myself man please don't I love the bus driver with his hot pink shirt on I love his shirt um please do not play with my emotions like this because you know they are not going to follow through with any of the love I'm seeing on every in everybody's eyes because bon Saki is in love with this girl love at first sight he follows her on the bus she sits down it's only standing room so he has to hover over her and she puts her earbuds in and you know does the k-drama thing where she pretends like she doesn't see this big ass boy standing over her staring at her but she doesn't and he's just falling ever deeper in love so they go to the same high school. It isn't apparent because she got her medium outfit on from freshman year. And she's a senior now. There's a point in their interaction. When she gets on the bus and, you know, this is not what was said, y'all. But this is my uh, struggle career, you know. And so Bong saki is, and she's, you know, and he's like, what are you doing talking to me like we know each other like that it's not respectful and she looked at him like boy gone some damn where I am a senior your big ass is not as old as me so I can talk to you like that I'm not sure what century you woke up in stop being so damn old-fashioned I can talk to you like this. I ain't got to yo, nida, and all that shit to you. And I just found that casual speech interaction that she gave Bung to be... I don't know why I just found that to be really encouraging. I don't know. <laughs> because it just... I don't know if this is the reality If it's a reflection or depiction of the reality of the social scene amongst the youngsters in um, Hongkuk. But um, the younger generation, according to this drama, perhaps may not be quite as hung up on the honorifics as much as is hammered into any Korean student. Any Korean language learning student honorifics is hammered into you so hard that the teachers, they never teach you how to speak. Uh, is it John Temaile or Pangmaile? I can't remember which one it is. Basically, the one that's um, bad speech. Bad speech is considered when you're speaking down to a person that you're supposed to be uh, lowering yourself for. So you don't roll up on some and say, Anion, you know. You' unyoung. I say, oh, it's you. Give them that respect. Well, um, Han she ain't got no damn respect. Especially since it's pretty obvious that they are the same age. But even when you are confronting or meeting a person for the first time, and unless they are, I'm talking about a single digit child, even if it is apparent that you're older than that person. First impressions are always recommended or highly encouraged that you greet them formally just as a safeguard to give off the best first impression. And the fact that she skipped over that, in my opinion, just was really encouraging to me. And I don't know why, because I, I, I know so much formal Korean that I don't really have that much. Is it panmal? My... I don't know, you Korean listeners, correct me and let me know. I'm at irakserang.official at gmail.com and let me know if it's panmal or jongte Nevertheless, um, so he in love and does not realize that he's able to fall even more in love later when he finds out that she not only goes to the same school as him, but they're in the same class. So she stands in the front of the class and she's on young Haseoing the whole class. And the teacher's like, baby, you need to keep going. Stop being basic and tell us something about you. And she's like, Yeah, I am from this providence in Korea. It's boring there. Ain't nothing to do. Just like ain't much more to do to the end of this semester. And then she goes and sits down. The kids are cheering because it's the last semester. They're so fucking happy. And she just reminded them that they're seniors and they don't have to listen to the boring ass teacher for too much longer. So we move On in the drama where we are, um, you know, watching different characters that are a big deal, and one of the big deals in this drama is our principal. There's a fact about him that I like, even though he is definitely somebody you're not supposed to like, just because he doesn't respect nobody, but they all treat him like he's Hanani. So. He's walking around the school and all the children are bowing to him and he's uh 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 you know, he just he just so damn important he can't even manage to say good morning back. And so he makes it to his office finally where two of his teacher minions are waiting to hand him a tissue that he wastes no time spiraling into that perfectly sized piece of tissue that you can just really get to the heart of the matter as you dig it in your nose when you're having some irritation i don't know why that little feature was just something that him as an actor i I, I don't know that's a feature like that is written into a script or if it's something that his method of acting Knew to do instinctually, you know. I'm sure the script said something like, "Oh, you've got sinus problems because he does. He clears his throat and he's, you know, wiggling one side of his nostril because he's got allergies." And I don't know how far the script would have to explain what he's supposed to do in action, but I think he's got excellent method if he decided that he was going to spiral it up like we all do on our own time, right? We don't do that like in public when we're at work at our cubicle. We don't spiral that tissue up and jam it in our nose and just leave it there like you know when you're sick and you just create a literal plug in your nose I just thought that that little touch showed us how much of a veteran actor he is and how good he is at what he does although he is a piece of shite in the drama and it doesn't take long to figure out that he is such so as we move into this drama we realize that um I want to say so. We know our male male lead, our young Bungazugi. We know that he has something going on, he's got some supernatural power. He's strapped to his bed, his mom has weights on him. We realize that while he's in class, he's got to have a way to anchor himself to the literal floor. He takes a Please do not ask me how many ounces are in this bottle of water. But we've all seen it on the drama where there's the bottle of water that's like the, the, the length of a fucking forearm. He drinks that whole thing down. There's like a blogger in class and, you know, the classroom president tells her, put that shit up because I'm the president and I told you to. And she's like, okay, but while she's trying to shut it down, he chugs, you know. A whole gallon of water, it seems. And she goes back there and she gets a little footage of that because you know that's good fodder for her vlog. And she's like, What the hell? You thirsty? And he's like, "Uh and he jumps on and he introduces himself. And she's like, Okay, thank you for telling people to subscribe, but you're so whack that people are probably gonna unsubscribe from you being a complete geek. And so he is looking at our other main, main female lead. I kind of almost don't even know what to say, but our young female lead, um, Hesu, and I called her Hansu. I'm sorry, Hansu. He's looking at her and he starts to, yeah, elevate. Like his feet are off the ground. He's hugging his desk, doing everything he can to like strangle his book bag underneath his body. To try to gain purchase on the moorings of the tangible objects in his immediate grasp. Because if he does not do this, he is going to be in space, I guess, like his damn dream depicted. And so he does this little chant where I'm getting it wrong, but it has something to do with numbers, you know. So it's like, I'm not to say you know he's like counting and he's saying this this chant this chant you know he's he he has this mantra that helps him to concentrate on something in his mind's eye so that he does not expose himself to the classroom Han she has a meeting with the counselor she's a brand new student so I'm assuming that this is uh what do you call it? This is part of the process of being a new student. You are introduced to your counselor and you talk about your career goals and what you're going to do afterward. And he's going through the spiel of how, you know, her grades aren't good enough for this, but she can do that. And she realizes that, you know, she does have the Um, ability to go and study physical education in the next college in the college she wants to go to which is a really good move for her because she is physically inclined when you see her run you you realize that her full-out sprint toward the bus wasn't a normal set of energy you know deposits that a girl her age should have she apparently also must have some supernatural ability and so this counselor he gives her a key to the gym to use as a training ground he says you know what every day after school you have my permission to go in here and train so that you can be ready and she's like you are so nice and he's like I'm your teacher of course I'm nice you know so it is a little creepy that he's being too nice but moving on and so she goes after school and she is taken there by a the class president. He takes her and, you know, there are just these nefarious uh, closed office um, conversations that the senior, excuse me. Yeah, the senior class president is having with the guidance counselor slash teacher and then the two teachers that were the minions to the, you know, the the allergy or sinus infected principal, they have their little nefarious meeting where it's like, oh, are you watching her? And it's like, yeah, I'm watching her. I've got her in there right now. I got this, you know, so it's obvious that those teachers are probably not on the right side of the issue, whatever it is. And on to perhaps the most interesting right now, the most interesting character for me for episode one was a guy who came from, I'm going to say he's Japanese. It looks like he is Korean because the credits, uh, he has a Korean name, but he looks Japanese to me. And I didn't read his bio, but it would not shock me if he did not have at least one Japanese parent or maybe even both, you know, but, you know, we have our Korean names and perhaps he goes by his Korean. Who knows what he does? But anyway, he's taking a flight into Korea. He lands in Korea. And as soon as he gets off the plane, he exits the airport and he crosses the street to a van. And it's like a worker van, DHF, I think, perhaps. But it's a yellow van with red uh, detail, D.H.F. detail with, you know, a red, thick red stripe all around it. And he opens up the back of the van and there is a box or a bag. He opens that bag. It reveals some type of a uniform. He takes his clothes off. He takes his top off and it reveals that on the back, his back, he's got this big charred f into his back so imagine the way you would look if you um rubbed charcoal all over your hands except you can tell that the f that's on his back is not a tattoo It's some level of scarring that looks like it's char broiled into his back (laughs) it's a huge f like you are an f as you get an f as a person as a human being you are an f like (laughs) i have no idea what this f means Hopefully they'll let us know, but um, he has different envelopes that he opens up and it looks like he opens up the file to someone and minimal detail on the form. You can see the word supernatural. So he goes to his location. His location is some manner of office where he goes inside and he asks for Tintan. The woman in the office is befuddled because she's never heard that name. Although it belongs to the PD But apparently he doesn't go by that name. So when he tells everybody to go to lunch and they don't listen the first time when he yells it. I have to give this as one of my faves. I love it in K-dramas when our male actors do the whole you need to get out of here go to lunch now you know when they work themselves up until they get to the yell the i'm yelling at you octave i love that i don't really know why yes i do i think i know why because like our emmy knows they like to do that and then kick ass while they doing it so that's why i like it why am i pretending like i don't know but ding-dong Makes his office scramble, you know, like scared roaches. They leave the office and it's just him and the guy from Japan, baby. He is Japanese for me, even if he's not. And so Chin Chun is like, uh, you know, my idume, me, you know, because apparently this name is attached to. His damn superpower, and unless you know that he is Chin Chun, the guy that as they begin to fight has such superhuman strength, he can throw you through a wall and he can pick you up with one hand and you know splash you against the ceiling and then crack the ground with your body. Our Japanese warrior, I guess, is suited for this job maybe the f stands for fighter because he fights ching Chun. it's a bloody messy kill bill style fight that upon its ending with ching Chun being tossed out of the office window which is up dozens of stories and him literally splattering to the ground i said wow and when i emote out loud that's the most organic reaction, and I loved that. So I think they did a really good job of that. The um, the Kill Bill style fight really worked for me. I'm just saying. So as I bring this episode to an end, first, I want to thank you for sticking around this long. This episode was only 40 minutes long, which steers me into my first pro the brevity of this drama is really nice typically contemporary k-dramas tend to be over an hour long and i'm not certain why but an extra 30 minutes tacked to that episode just exhausts me for one reason or another i just don't like over hour long dramas now that's not universal across the board when you get down into it if it's good that's one thing but over an hour long is extremely exhausting but nobody does it like Ty because they'll go for an hour 45 minutes on you and that is a long time for one drama it's hard to hold the story up that long so I always appreciate any time when I see brevity except 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 in the BL world because we can tell they're only giving us five minutes because that's all that they have the bravery to give us I don't know what word it is but in the K stratosphere the J stratosphere y'all only like giving us 10 minute episodes and that doesn't work because that's our jam and you always want more of your gym the next pro I have for this is that their action sequences are not only extremely interesting because they're like Kill Bill style action, but they're very surprising. At a, when you get to a certain point of watching so much content, very little surprises you or me. I don't know about you, but me, very little is able to surprise me and I like that for obvious reasons, but every time I emode or something touches me or, you know, I'm surprised by something, it just pulls me in deeper. And I love to literally feel myself being drawn into the drama. And then perhaps not the last, but the only other prominent pro that I had for this drama is that the pacing is really good. They do not spend an exorbitant amount of time on any one character right now. You, I always have to, I just, I feel like I need to put a caveat on, you know, everything that I say about any drama, unless I've seen it from the beginning to the end all in one go and I give you a full recap, is always going to have the caveat right now. Because you go from loving a drama to hating a drama by the end. And it can seem extremely disjointed. But as we all know, these writers sometimes do some strange things with the drama. That they think the re- the watcher wants to see and uh, we don't. So I am glad that the pacing is really good. I forgot to add this one point and I will right here. Because our male lead, excuse me, our female lead, one of our female leads, Han Hyo Tu, she deserves to have her role, um, explained because she is, in my opinion, a high-profile actress. So she's the mom of Bong Soki Ki, and another overwhelming um or maybe not so overwhelming, but resounding thought I had as I watched this drama was that nothing is as it seems. And you get that very starkly at the end because there is a meeting at the headquarters of some um, Department of Defense type of building in Hankook. And the the head over there, you know, he's got this X-Files type of meeting that he has with his secretary and, um, Feng mom, you know, she's bedraggled, you know, but it is very much a character. Just like she's playing a character in this literal drama, she's also playing a role as the beatdown baby mama, because she goes into her sewing room, and she flips the table over, and it's a gun. And she realizes that um, our Jing Chun him being included on a, um, social media post of you know unusual mysterious deaths around Korea she realizes that you know him being deleted which is a word that they use in this drama which the Japanese guy with the F on his back he says I'm here to delete you before he deletes. So she realizes that okay if he's been deleted then that means that They deleted him, whoever they are, and she not only cleans her gun but she, you know, takes it apart to clean it first and then she puts it all back together and then she jams, you know, the clip in and then she points it at the proverbial target because she is not as she seems either. So, this is our drama, uh, Blue Pink who has bumped our dear move to heaven out of its number one slot. Have you watched this drama? Do you think that it should replace our move to heaven? That question or a question very similar to that will be included at the end of this episode. And I ask you to please go and answer that question. And until then, I will talk to you in the next drama.